Okay, there are copies over here on the stender, and uh, people here on the computer have their copies. Uh, yes, no, they're all muted, but uh, you, I think we had it on before, the Yechavadas from, but you put, I, I think you told me at the time you put it on, so it wouldn't have a, is there a special uh, link for the Navi, or is it in the regular? Uh, what? It's a separate thing? Yeah, okay, so there should be a copy that was put in last week, it's the Yechavadas, and we're going to begin with that because it's still on the sugya with Eyad ben Geira and Eglon Melech Mayev. I mentioned at the very end of the shir that there's going to be an akuda l'halacha, which is extremely nageya every day when we daven. And we take the copy at the top here. <clears throat> So I just bracketed the parts we want to see. It's part of a tshuva where he goes through the chilik and the minig ashkenaz and the minig svard of svardim of whether or not you have to stand for dvarm shibikadusha. Pretty basic shayla that happens every single time we daven when we lane. Well, we'll see what the definition of that is, but let's just call it right now Baruch Hu and Kaddish and Kedusha and the like. Well, Kedusha, everybody stands. Um, we'll see what the Makar is and what does this have to do with the Navi Shir. We'll see right away that the entire Raya is, one of the main Raya's, is from Eglon Melech Mayev, the most unlikely of sources. So if you remember, Eglon was a Rosha Musha who terrorized Klai Yisrael for many years, Eid Megera, with tremendous uh, courage, Siat Shmaya and his own Zchusim, Zchus which Chazal highlight, he took the Cher Pipias, which is a double-edged sword, but Chazal Darshan, he took the Zchus of Teira, which is Eichel Perusalem Belamazeh, and Karen Kamis Lelamaba, and he killed him. And the way he killed him was he came in with a message, a nevuah, Shailiz, was it a direct nevuah now? Was it a reference to a pusik before? But he told him that I have the Dvar Hashem. At that point, he stood up, which for him was a big deal because he weighed many, many hundreds of pounds. And it was just a struggle to get up. And for that effort, which he put in his last, uh, last uh, strength and last thing he did on earth was getting up. It took him all of two minutes. He was there to have Rus as a descendant and David and Shlomo. And he was Makadish Shem Shemayim. It wasn't Barabim. It was only him and Eud. But the respect that he had for the Dvar Hashem, despite the fact that nothing else he did in his life uh, showed that respect, and everything went against it because he tortured Klai Yisrael. So part of the problem, which we didn't get into, but that's always an issue, is we don't really understand the tremendous schar that comes from every Misa because, as Farshim do point out over here, if uh, this, which took him two minutes, gets him this type of schar, lederideris, so why didn't he recognize Hashem in any other area? The answer is, 
He either didn't, he ignored it, suppressed it, uh, worked overtime to have his Yetzirah always winning. So a person like that, why should he get an Yitzchar? So he had the same problem with the Melech HaBashan and many such uh, evil individuals where for the small few things they did, they got tremendous schar. Most of it's Ba'elam Hazeh. What's unique about Eglon is, yes, he had Malchus come out of him, but he had Malchus already in Mayav. So here he had Malchus and Klayisol. It's more chashub, but the, the chashivus of Malchus and Klayisol is the Ruchnius. So then he had schar in the Ruchnius. We understand, okay, I came to tell Avinu, we have a and he saved lights, he gets some schar for that, and he lived a long, 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 long time. And he had power and dominion, and ultimately met his downfall, Moshe jumped up and stabbed him, and he died. So all that was covered, covered, and covered by Lamazeh. So we discussed this on a few occasions, we don't really understand why that's considered schar, because the bigger they are, the harder they fall, the more covered you get, the more of a tzar it is when you don't have the covered anymore and when you get killed. So why is that even schar? But naniach, that's considered schar. And he got schar for hundreds of years, but he didn't get his schar. Having David and Shlomo as descendants and having Rus come into Klai Yisrael is a schar that's uh, much more than covered by and power by It's that too. So what Eglon did is a little bit different, I think, is that here the only thing we know that was good about him is his covered for a Kodesh Baruch. That was a Ruchniyistic thing. So the Schar has to have some Shaykhist to Ruchniyist. The other pullet is he came to, actually Rashi says, came to kill Avram Avinu. But he dressed it up as a chesed, that uh, he's coming from the war and he wants to let him know his nephew was captured and uh, got to go save him. So it was a... Earthly chesed it had nothing to do with Ruchnius, even though we once explained that he got his name Oig from Cookie. It's a funny nickname. And he did that because he went around telling everybody he saw the funniest thing when he was in Abraham's house. He was baking these round things, the matzahs, it was Pesach. And he was a spoil, and he went around telling everybody about this cookie, this newfangled cookie, this Jewish cookie. That's a Ruchnius nickname. Obviously, impressed by a cookie. How long can you talk about a cookie? The answer is there was some ruchniyistic content, okay, but that he didn't really, didn't really realize himself. He just talked about it, and we know the insight. That's really what uh, captured his attention. But the other thing we know about Eglin is he stood up for the Shem Hashem. This wasn't uh, a plan to come kill somebody so they could take his wife, like Bab Mavino, the Pulvit, and it wasn't about covered. It was about giving covered to a supreme, the supreme power, but he felt a supreme power. That was his mistake. It was an over of a So there's some Ruchniyistika content. So that's to explain a little bit. still hard to understand because he was a Russian Marusha and why should he have any hand in this? But that shows you how incredible any Misa of Schar is. The second thing we're going to focus on right now is the fact that we learn a din from here that if a guy the Lashon Yishami, which we're going to go over, the guy who didn't even know Shem Hashem as the Lashon HaKedah Shem Hashem, the Shem HaFerish, and he just knew it in whatever Moabite language uh, Ehud said it over in. And he was an Akam who wasn't holding anywhere, and he did this, uh, and he recognized he got to stand up. So Kosh came, we Yidden, who are listening to the Shem HaShem, it's not just a Kinoi, it's not the Shem HaFerish, but it's not a Kinoi, it's Adni. So Kosh came, we should have covered, and we should stand up, and we should recognize it on a daily basis in Davening. That's going to be the Kavachimer. So as we get into it, we're going to see where this Kavachimer appears, who brings it down Lalocha, and is there anything wrong with the Kavachimer? Because if you don't accept this Lalocha, and you don't 
do this, which um, the Svardim, he's going to defend them from the Arizal. They don't hold the Zuchiv to stand up, and they hold that there's something of a Pircha, somewhat of a Pircha in this Kalvachimer. So, how do you shlog up this Kalvachimer? It sounds like a very good Kalvachimer. So, that's the backdrop. So, this is a Sugi that is really based on this Pasik and Navi. There's a second Bakar from the Gemara Sanhedrin, which will bring that when Adim came to give testimony that they heard somebody, Rahmal Islam, being Magadef Hashem. Like the original Magadev, we call it a Mavarak, we don't even know how to say the word Magadev. And the Adam have to come and say, We heard plenty say the words Yaka, Yesi, 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 four letters, Yud Kevavke. That's the way the Magadev has to say it to have a Chiyamisa. So during the proceedings of the trial, they don't say Beferish, Yaka, Yesi, Yesi, Yesi. They don't want to say that. They keep repeating it over. They cross-examine the witnesses. They keep it. So they say it with a keener. Yezi. And then at the very end, the Adam have to hear once what they really said because maybe these, these Adam don't know what they're talking about and they think they heard something which is a capital crime and they really didn't. So right before the Psach, the Adam have to stand up and give Adis and say the real thing. And when the Adam hear that, they stand up and they write Kriya. So the Gemara is going to bring from there as well that you see, so we have one Raya from Eglon Melech you've got to stand when you hear the Shem Hashem, even in the context of Magadif, from Machair of Magadif. And the other Raya is going to be from the fact that Bilam tells Bullock, stand up. I, I'm saying in a Vua about the Dvar Hashem to you, you better stand up. So Shabbat, that was a direct Nevuah. Is that going to be a Raya? So Eglon was also a direct Nevuah, but when we stand up for Yeshmei Rabba, is that a direct Nevuah? He's saying Yeshmei Rabba, sure. He's saying... So that's being Mechabit Hashem, but it's not necessarily a direct raya, and that's what we're going to speak about. So everybody should see page one if you just came in. There are copies here on the Stender. The Shailan Simon Dalit in the Yechavadas. And many, many truths on this. This is a very nice, concise view of it. I Dafka picked a Vajib because he's going to represent the other side of it as well in terms of the Halachalamaisa for the Svardim. And those who follow the Minig Haris. It's not just the Sephardim. And that's why if you're in a shul and you notice somebody is sitting, don't think that he is a person who's not medactic because there are going to be Makaris on both sides. Well, that's what we'll discuss right now. And I will say, which he's going to mention at the end of the tshuva, you probably shouldn't be, as the expression goes, very apropos over here, an Aymid ben Hayeshvim or Yeshvim ben Haimdim. I don't want to use when a Rome do as the Romans do, because that would be a very bad application of talking about Yanni Kedusha, but that's, you have to shtaltsu to the Minig of the Mokom, and if you're in a standard Ashkenaz shul, everybody will be standing for the various things. The Baruch Hu by the Elias needs a little bit of a chizik, but if you're in a Sfari shul and nobody is budging, then... Um, if you happen to be there, that would be a shaila. All of a sudden, you spring up to action. Kilu, they're all doing the wrong things. And then you should probably find another place to dive because you shouldn't be in a mukam where you can't keep you even hugging. But if you happen to be there, yes. So, let's see the Shiloh. Again, very practical. The rayas from our Navi are going to be uh, debatable, which is why... Is debated already in the Dakimesha. Chuva Mabadakimesha Kasa Maharil. Now, 
before we get to the Arizal and the Svaridin, the Maril is the father of Ashkenaz, uh, Halachas, Dinim, Hanhagas, and um, interesting, Dakimesha often quotes the Maril, and he starts off saying, Maril, loha ya'ime b'kadosh baruchu. So, the Sugi starts off, it doesn't sound like it cuts straight across Svaridi Ashkenazi lines. Uh, we'll see at the end it will. If he was standing anyway at that particular point in davening, Hayanisher I made odd page two. Shesiem lanas amen If he was standing already, he would stay standing until the end of Yeshme Rabba. And the Dakimesha says, despite the fact he just quoted a Mariel, Haminig Lamad. One should stand. Period, meaning if you're sitting, stand. Not just if you happen to be standing, to remain standing. Not like yeah, correct. This is our Yushami, the gears that we had from our Pasuk. Kum ki dvar Hashem Elecha. Ehud tells uh, Eglon that you have to stand. Of course, we'll get to in a moment. It didn't really say in the Pasuk, because we saw the Pasuk here. Last week and two weeks ago, kum sounds like kum in the pasuk. Stand up because I have the Dvar Hashem. He doesn't appear. The word kum doesn't appear in the pasuk. So, was it inferred? Did he tell him the pasuk doesn't report it? We'll see in a moment. Mikan Amar Belazer, Shekasher Ainin Hatzibra Amen Yesh Me Raba V'Chol Dov Shemikdusha Tzrichim Lamed Avaglam. So we seem to have a Feshu Yishalmi with a bit of an issue. What is the girsa of the Yishalmi? Because Lachayr is quoting the Pasuk that doesn't appear. Shut, Ramah Mipanu, very famous Makubal. Time Makubal, the beginning of the uh, 1500s, Limis Parm. I mentioned that date for a reason. I don't always stop to mention the date. Uh, we'll see. He was an earlier Makubal, not earlier than Hashem Bayachai, but slightly before the Arizal, and the, the, um, we're going to see why that plays a role in the discussion. Meaning not just Kedusha, not just Kaddish, but Baruch Hu as well. Skip past the parentheses. V'chein kazav sefer reishes chokma. So, so far we have the dakimoshes psak, not like the maril, and we have the marami panu, which gives us a tzad. Not everything he said was al pi kabala. He's saying a psak, but l'chayu we would assume the marami panu is saying it. It's including the enyanim al pi kabala if there are any. And over here, it's going to make a big difference. Reishas Chachma also says many things alpinister. Ulam, however, Rab Chaim Vital b'Shara Kavanos Kasev Mari Hariza Loyhayakam Umebanias Amin Yeshme Raba Lakadish. He did not dafka stand if he wasn't standing already for Yeshme Raba. V'Amarli Ki Loshen Hiyur Shalmish Shaimish Asal Lakam Umed Hu Muta. And Rachaim Vital says that his Rabbi Derizal told him that uh, there's a Girsa issue with this Yerushalmi. 
It was a Haggad that somebody made and the printer incorporated it. This happens, could happen once in a while, and incorporated it into the Yushalmi. And then it was reprinted in the Yushalmi. It's not really from the Yushalmi. And therefore, he didn't dafka stand, he didn't hold Zachif to stand. If you're standing already, like Kadesh Achamida, by the way, that's obvious, doesn't need a Raya, but the Arizal, which is really like the Mario we started with, is saying that his Hanhaga was, and he's suggesting that for everyone, that everybody's masking, if you're standing already, then continue to stand, I'll the covered. And that's going to happen every time you have a Kaddish after Shemona Esrei, after Chazar Sashatz. He's assuming his Dabra Pashat that you're standing during Chazar Sashatz, which clearly doesn't need a Raya, because Chazar Sashatz is supposed to be simulating Shemona Esrei, and uh, more than simulating, it, it is a Shemona Esrei for the Takana, whatever reason they made the Takana. And of course you're standing then. So you're standing, you just finished Shemona Esrei, and there's a Kaddish now, so it means the day is no Takana, and you're going into a Kaddish, so then remain standing. So that's what I'm saying. The girl holds and others that it's mamish a dinish monastery, standing, not talking, not uh, spacing out, your feet together. Uh, many doesn't seem to be like that, uh, but everybody agrees that it's most of that that you have to treat it like a monastery. So there is all not coming to the that He's saying, of course, you're standing for chazar sashat. So if you're standing anyway, and now it's kaddish, so remain standing, but you don't have to stand special. The Kaddish is Kabbalah as well. You're just laying, you're standing, you're putting back the Sefer Torah, everybody's standing. So we have the Maril and the Arizal, who both say there's an Indian show covered once you're standing already. If you're not standing, you don't have to change your position. Mangan Avram, so this is, as we said, extremely nagea to every single davening, every single person you have to know what to do. The Mangan Avram discusses this. Simon Vav, Kasav, Divi, Ari, What is the Arizal's issue with what we have in the Yushalmi? He said, if it's Yushalmi, you don't have a Babli, we should paskin like the Yushalmi. Everybody agrees to that. And Rechaim Vitar brought it down. He said, yes, if there was a Yushalmi, he'd pass like this Yushalmi, but he thinks there's a toast in the Yushalmi. So Magadab is explaining what did the Arizal see that he thought was a toast in the Yushalmi. Nearly, Shema Sha'amar Shutaz B'Yushalmi, Humishom Shushalmi, Mevi Rai Me'apasakum, Ki Dvar Hashem Elecha, Be'emesh Lakasav Kain. Doesn't say in the Pasakum. Elarak Dvar Lakim Li Elecha V'yokam Me'alakisi. It says, Eud told him, I have the Dvar Lakim. And it says that as a result, Eglon gets up. Mashma Shmei come. So then you don't have a raya. You have a raya that it might be an Indian, and you have to discuss why Eglon did it, which we discussed, but it doesn't say there's a chiv, as in Eid said, the din is your highness, vayakam. Even if he did say that, the dinim for Gaisha kings. So it wouldn't be right anyway, but he said the bigger problem is the Arizal said it doesn't say Vayakam. That's not what the Pasuk says. Fatirat Sarma Besefer Yenes Ilam. This is the Maran Panam. Sharai Mimasha Kame Al Kisamashma Shetsiva Lokum. So the Ramaran Panam says it's not a Kasha. What the Yushalmi meant, it wasn't saying the Pasuk said come. It said it's Kailu, he told him come. The Pasuk doesn't report it, but obviously it did, because why would he get up? 
So obviously, Pesach doesn't report every word of the conversation. So the Yishami holds that Eya told him, stand up, your highness, I have an important thing from a message from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Pirish Rashi, and we saw this inside two weeks ago. Rashi says that he did tell him. That's the Torah Shabbat Peh on that. Pesach, the Yishami just incorporating that into what happened. Even if he didn't tell him, and Eglon figured it out himself that that would be the Bekavitika thing to do, Yesh Lonu Lumud Kavachemer. It's still a good Kavachemer. So the fact that the Yishami, among them, is answering up what the Arizal had as an issue with using the Yishami and answering up why it's not a Kasha, because the puzzle doesn't have to say it. Either he said it, or it was understood by Eglon himself, and it's still a Kavachemer. What's the Kavachemer? Certainly, we Yidden should understand that. And there's a Medrash that spells out that and therefore, the Magadabram says, one should stand. So, the standard being Ashkenaz, even though the Ma'aril himself didn't have the Sanhaga, and the Arizal didn't have the Sanhaga, standard meaning Ashkenaz, like this Magad of Ram, is to stand even if you're starting from a sitting position. Masa Shekel brings on this Magad of Ram from the Gemara Sanhedrin we mentioned before in Daf Samach. One time before the sentencing of the Magadif, the Gadol Shabbat, pick one, they don't all have to say it, has to say, this is what I heard, the other Edom have to nod, yes, that's what we heard. We don't want more than one saying it because it's bad enough as it is. But the Adam, I'm Dim Vikaran, the Adam stand up and they rice Kriyam. Marasham, I'm Dim it's interesting that they rice Kriya, even though the aid saying it over is not saying over as he means it as a Giduf, he's just saying over what happened, but it's still horrible and you have to rice Kriya. So we're focusing on the undim part. Gemara Sham, undim and all, and Amar Biyasab, Rav Amish, Namar, and what we have here is in the Shaz Bafli, the quote, the quote from this pasuk, Dvar Elokim Li Alecha, and doesn't say come, doesn't say get up. Of course, the pasuk is we have it. Viyakam El Kisev, Al Dvarim Kavachemer, Ma'eglam El Ma'ay Shunachri V'Layada Ela Bekinoi, meaning whatever language they spoke in Ma'ay, but not in Lashon Hakodesh. And yet he was impressed enough and he had enough covered to do it after the parentheses. Ahmad, Yisrael, Vashem, Mepharish, Achskan, Vakam. Certainly, if a Yid hears it, Vashem, Mepharish, and the Danim are hearing it from the Edom. So therefore, they stand up. So we have a very similar Kavachamer in Shaz Bavli in a different context. Shaila, does that make it a Machlekes of Bavli Yishama? You could say, well, the Bavli only quotes the Lagabi, the Edom, saying the Giduf that they heard to sentence the guy who was a Machair from Agadev. It doesn't have it by a much more common halacha of standing up every single time davening for Yeshmei Rab. So, well, that, that's part of the Kavachimer. Now, if he stood up and he was only a kinoi, Koshkain, when we're hearing, they still have a Kavachimer in place. Some of them sounds familiar, just why doesn't the Bavli apply it to something more obvious? Only the Yishami does. So, that's part of the Shailid. Does that make the Machaz Bavli Yishami? The Magad of Ram holds it doesn't, and it's not an issue, and the Yishami was clear enough, and the Gemara and Sanjan happens to be a different application, but it's not a steer. Okay, so that's part one. So, Magad of Ram Paskins again, that we should be standing for all of the above. Go to page three, about eight lines down the bracket. What's wrong with the Kavachimer? How can you not pass like this Kavachimer? Forget the pack, the, the Pasuk has the word come, or he told them get up, or he understood he should get up. But for Kavachem, is a good Kavachem. Everybody should pass like that. So, how do you learn like the Mariel and like the Arizal? 
So on the back of the middle, Shanira, near Zain Pircha. What's the Pircha? So he brings down one interesting shot, two lines further. Sefer Chasan Sefer Chelik Beis. Docha Pi Hagamara. Gemara Brochus. The Gemara Brochus talks about how many times you have to bow in Shemon Esrei. So Gemara has an interesting pecking order. The more Chashuv you are, not the more Chashuv you think you are, the more Chashuv you are in terms of your status, the more you have to bow. Because the more Chashuv you are, the more of a chance it'll go to your head. You become Balgaiva. So you have to show more Hachna. And the Gemara gives you the Madregas. As we do, hedged is us. Regular person, he has to bow down, he has to do this shachia in davening Shmon Esrei, Ovis the beginning of the end, and Maidim the beginning of the end, which is what we do. Kain Gadol does it by every single bracha, and the Melech, who has the risk of having the most gaiva, he's the most powerful person, does Kriya at the beginning, and he stays that way. Meaning he bows down and he stays bowed, because he has, let's say, has the extra mitzvah of Asmada, he has to have two sefer We're very focused on keeping him in line. He has to command the respect, and Yiris HaMelech at the same time remain an Anuv. Pirsh Rashi, So therefore, Eglon, he's giving a lot of credit here. His Eglon was a king, so he knew that he had to show more hachna because he can go to his head. Interesting. Can go to his head, did go to his head. He, his whole life was all about gaivan power and crushing people to show his power. But Lamaisa, at one clear moment in his life, the last moment in his life, he had this concept that when it comes to the supreme power of we have to show Achna. So he said, maybe it's only Melech Mayov. Over there, when they have to repeat the Giduf of Hashem, the aid, the Gadol of the Edom has to repeat in front of So maybe it's only over there because they hear in Giduf of Hashem that to stand up because they have to show more COVID because there's more of a need. So therefore, it's no clear riot. You have to stand up during davening by Dvar Shabbat that if you're standing, remain standing, don't have to sit, that's a bizayan, but you don't have to change your position if you're sitting in the first place. He brings this third raya, you can't sit. Balak apparently was a big Balgaiva, and like all the kings of yesteryear, and Bilam is telling him over in Avua, and he's uh, loafing around in his couch. So Bilam tells him, get up. You, can't, you have no right to sit when the Dvar Hashem is being said, not that Bilam was a uh, tzaddik either. And the Shalom says, you see, again, you have to stand for the Kvayr Hashem, and Rav just says, that's not necessarily a raya to our Shaila either. He was giving him a Nevuah that was set over to him, as it was 
when Eod gave it over to Eglon, we're in Shul, we of course understand Hashem is talking to us and we're talking to Hashem when we daven, but it's not a direct nevuah to you, and Mechatesi will be a riot that you'd have to stand. Uh, the, I read that Hassan Sefer because I thought it was fascinating. It's a little hard to understand. It, it, it's true. The bigger you are, the more you have to show Hachna. But to attach that, it's giving a lot of credit to attach that to any Goyesha king. So, uh, and he's calling Shlomo Kluge, so he's not Meshubit to the Territz of the Hassan Sefer. I, I thought it was a Kiddush, as, <laughs> as you saw when I was reading it. It's an interesting shot, but uh, it, it shows what should be. You should understand that you should be doing that. The question is, did they have Shaykhs to that? Uh, it's a different story. You know, Moshe Ben had this problem with Paro. Slight Gaiva when he came, who was Ashenda. I should listen to him and all those other interesting statements. But yes, in theory, they should be. So we now showed that we have a Yishalmi, we have a Bavli in a different context, uh, we have a third Medrash, and we have a Kavachem. The question is, the Kavachem or Muchuch? And does that mean a Lachalamaisa that you'd have to stand up for Yeshme Rabbah and Divri Kedusha? So far, the Mogul says yes. And the Arizal and the original quote from the Ma'aril said, only if you're standing already. Then he adds two more very interesting Ma'aril. The Chida, who was a Sephardi, and uh, was probably in his time, and maybe for some time afterwards, one of the most uh, prolific writers around in terms of the amount of sperm he put out at a time. He was the one who went all over Europe, and every time he was in a library or in the Vatican, he would just memorize the entire Sefer and then write it over afterwards while, while he was traveling. Just a complete uh, photographic memory, and he, a uh, time when they didn't have any access to anything, and he just uh, wrote a lot of sperm. So the Chida brings down from a Ksav Yad, speaking of Kisvayad, which he probably saw on one of his trips. He was uh, the Meshulach representing the Heiliga communities in Eretz Yisrael, and he went over Europe and the rest of the world, and he collected for them. It's amazing. He, uh, Bye. Uh, he was a lot in other places in England. We know, we know he, was a, he was probably in Oxford, and he was a... Uh, yeah, where he, where he was Nifter, doesn't surprise me, he buried during his travels, but he was... It's unbelievable how much he read, saw, retained, learned, wrote, and survived health-wise traveling, all that. It wasn't easy to travel then. I think I once told over, he talks about the Niflis Liberia. They had invented uh, chocolate, cocoa beans. And he writes in one of his memoirs. What? No, before then. Before then. About 70, early 70, you know? Uh, mid. So he was traveling once and he was drained. And he, was, he felt faint. He was going through some mountain range on foot. And he describes how he, his mamish felt faint. He hadn't eaten in who knows how long. And somebody gave him some seidel derech. He pulled out what he describes, what we know now as uh, a chal Yisrael Hershey bar. Uh, and he describes in glowing terms the niflis aberi, how he just took this thing, and it sounded like it was like a chiddush, and he popped into his mouth. It was coffee beans, cocoa beans, mixed with the thing. And he said he had a rush of energy, and he made it, and he wouldn't have made it otherwise. And mamish niflis aberi. Um, either a chocolate bar or one of those portable Starbucks coffee uh, things. Uh, but he, uh, so he, he has such a Hayley Gnashem, besides all his knowledge, he, uh, he stopped to appreciate the Niflis Aberi and what we take for granted, and it got him to his destination. So he brings down, he also knew um, when he was passing Shailas what to take and what to be dechen. He's not too happy with what he's about to quote. Yitachen, 
rather, the top, top bottom paragraph. Tabet ain't a lamar and achida. Sefer Tavayin Shehevi Agog Sivis Yad Larav Echad Shakasov. So he's quoting this Ksavya, which he's going to strongly disagree with. So he's Quotes what we saw, the Ramah and Dakamesha, quotes the Mordechai and Hipaskins, you have to stand for Yeshme Rabbah and Baruchu. And then this Ksav Yad, who is a, this Pesach is complaining that there's a Naya Minig that people all of a sudden aren't standing for Baruchu. Kedusha, the Arizal, and the Mariel will agree you're standing because if you're standing anyway, you should stand. And if you're standing for Chazar Sashat, you're standing for Kedusha. So that's not going to be a Shaila. Shaila is they took out the Sefer Torah already, they're laning, the Gabbai is getting uh, started, he's calling somebody up, and you're seated, and you're walking up, and he's still seated. And then you say Baruchu. So do you have to stand? That's where the Machlech is going to be. Or Yeshmei Rabbah, but Kaddish is not following when you were standing anyway. So this Rav is complaining that uh, all of a sudden nowadays there are new, new, newfangled minig and the people aren't standing and the minig uh, was in the Psach Shabit, they should stand. And they're claiming that you don't have to stand. This is all the Ksavya, not the Chidah yet. Very sharp. He said, they're claiming I'll be so you don't understand. He said, I'd rather say Besaidim al Tavanashi. Well, that, that was uh, Yaakovina's comment that I'm going to be involved in all the troublemakers later on. This week's Parsha? Yes, this week's Parsha. Not coincidentally. Uh, that needs Hezbo, by the way, because uh, we kind of know that if you trace your way back to Levi, that's the son of Yaakovina. So, what does it help Besaidim al Tavanashi? I don't write when the goes from Kairach, just stop at Levi, don't attach it to Yaakovina. What does that mean? It's good, good to know that this Kash and Teretz for uh, this week's Parsha. You'll say it over by lunch on Shabbos. So what's Pshat? Pshat is that, well, many Pshatim, but the Pasha Pshat, nothing's Pashat here, is that whatever's written in Torah solidifies what's, what's happening. Similar to what we spoke about by Ibn Sayyah. Was, uh, Ibn Sayyah was put by Pranis, they ran away from Mycenae, and then they complained with the Slav and Shailun Ramban, how many complaints there were, but the even say it was put in the middle of upside down. Nuns and shows a separate parsha. So, so I'll tell us, lots of love of even say it's going to put in its place. <laughs> Historically, we know where the Pranias were. It was put there. What's the concept of moving it? The answer is when something is in Chumash, it becomes part of the Teva. The Chumash is the blueprint of Teva. So if it has to be put there, it shows there were problems, there were Pranias, and we don't want to get worse, we put it in there. Lo Lovo, when we put the Eight Sahara down to size, it won't have to be there as a stopgap measure. And we'll move it to show the change in the Bria. So the fact over here, Yaakov Inu says, don't mention me. Ah, we go back and we go back to Levi, and Levi's been Yaakov. So we know that. So how does that mitigate the disaster? The answer is it shouldn't be in print Ben Yaakov, because that solidifies it more. And Yaakov, you know, wants to show that no, that's not really what we're supposed to be doing. And the Messiah I gave my children is to not do this, and most of the time that works. But Kara didn't follow that, so it shouldn't be solidified. So anyway, he used the expression beside the Maltavanashi Harei. Came and this Xavia quotes the Marami Panu, which means the wrong thing to do, they should be standing up. 
the Yadua, this all the Ksaviyat, Kornar Ramami Panu. It didn't call anything incorrectly, just his Maskana that he does is going to take issue with. Yadua Shaharama, page four. Got to find it. Here it is. Yeah. Hayamakubo, what? Yeah, yeah. Page four on the top, the first line is Hayamakubo. Hayamakubal Eloki Amiti. He was a real Makubal, and if he says that you should stand up Yalacha and Api Kabbalah, then you should stand. Umikubale Darenu, this Ksavyat says, Enachashuv Lafanaka Klipas Hashum, very sharp Lashon. He says, and the ones that are claiming now that you don't have to stand Api Kabbalah are nothing like a Klipas Hashum, like a. That's a very strong, it's used a lot, but it's a strong expression. <laughs> a garlic peel uh, compared to the Ramah Mipano. So now I mentioned at the beginning of this year why I told you when he lived. He was an early Makubal in Italy in the 1500s. Vakasavar Zet, Atkanaz Iksavyar. Vakasavar Zet, Maranachida, Vimoy Haslicha. He says, I um, beg to disagree. And uh, he, Chida, felt he went too far with his Macha. And uh, he said, the Mukabalim they're quoting are Chaim Vital and the Arizal. And therefore, if they're following that, and that's the meaning, they have what to rely on, more than what to rely on. Ki Mukabali Adar Chaim Hemi Pirabenu Hari. This Xavier wasn't attacking the Arizal, he's attacking the Mukabalim. Now, where they come up with this thing, Chadashim, come and change the meaning, the Chidah says, no, the meaning they have is from uh, the Arizal, from Chaim Vital and the Arizal, Mipi Rabbeinu Hari, Mipi Tamida. So he says, it's at worst or at best, but you can't slog it up by saying that Marami Pana waited in already and he said that you're supposed to stand and therefore anybody who's not standing is a, uh, is a chayte. He says, you can't say that because we have from Machayim Vital that you don't have to stand if you're not in a standing position already. Skip down. Lamaisa, first word in line. Skip to the next one. Famous expression of uses all the time. Which is also an expression he loves using when he ends the tshuva and he says, if they're bona fide makarios for both menhagim, each community should follow as the river flows in their direction. Everybody should follow their river flow, which means follow your mesera. And Lamaisa Dakimersha does paskin that Ashkenazim should be, and the Marami Panu says, Apikabal, that's more correct. The Arizal, quite about Chaim Vital, and the Maril, who uh, said it originally, quoted by the document, said that you don't have to only if you're in a standing position. He adds one thing, just take a look at page five, which should be here out of order in the set. Um, I believe. There it is. Yeah. So um, take a look at the last three lines here. As we just said, so Elia, I gave you a heads up over there. Uh, told you this is coming. So if you're a Svardi ben Ashkenazim, you have the same issue. You shouldn't be a Yeshe ben Andim or Emi ben Yeshvim. And all this is from the Sugya of Eir ben Geira and Eglon Melech Mayev with the Kavachemer. What did the Pasuk say? What did the Pasuk mean? And what's the Raya? And is the Kavachemer a Kavachemer? So, um, you know what? Just for a few minutes since we started to drop late, we'll uh, just open up your Pele quickly. 
Uh, well, the only other raya was from Bilam and Balak, which is the same problem with the Kavachimer. But that's the only Makar. The only Makar, we have one Yushalmi, one Bavli in a different context, and a Medrash that says the same thing. So it's all based on whether this Kavachimer can be slugged up or not, and any other Indian, I'll pick up Allah, that, uh, again, everybody's masking this. some Indian, because if you're standing, you should remain standing. The Shaila is, do you have to change your position, and should you change your position? Yeah. That's a different problem because the Gemara Brochus said that they dafke will mavatel that because the tzedukim were tining that only the tzedukim was terrorist. They had a meaning dafke not to stand. So Moshe has a tshuva on that and he says the problem is the meaning now is to stand, which seems to be against the Gemara. He said basically the Eitzah Yutzah, which we do today, stand by the beginning of the Aliyah, which a lot of people don't do still. And then all of a sudden you hear rustling of the chairs and, and all sorts of tumults and, and people are getting up. So the other answer might be, we don't, unfortunately, 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 anybody who wants to be from is coming to shul. Anybody who wants to be not from does not have to become a stuka anymore. So we're not really bavarning them. That's the shayla, is that true? And that's the shayla by making chasnas, symbolists for making chasnas inside a shul. Ramesha says that the Sefer said you shouldn't, and he said, that's basically said, that's not the battleground today. He said, that's not, anybody who's not sure, they're not going to think we're copying the reform. Unfortunately, they're so far gone. They're not, but those who hold on to the, they would never make it a shul. Sam Sefer said it, and they're not going to change it. That's fine, but, but there are many places that don't have chasna holes, and they make the chup inside the shul. A similar, similar svar here is based on a gemara with standing up. Let's just see a few lines of the Yates. We're going to be out of time. Page Nun Hey, we're talking about positive and negative. Four lines down the middle line. As we just spoke about with the gaiva of the kings and leaders. Machshavas Tavis means tap into whatever machshavas you know about the mitzvahs, understand that there are serious yisurim with machshavas rose, and you have to stay away. And it's not just, well, I can't control what I'm thinking, the Torah is machayv you, to try to control what you're thinking, and you could be a lot more successful than you think. But part of the machshavas rose is not only machshavas of Aveira, it's be'etzem machshavas of gaiva. person becomes about gaiva when they keep thinking about themselves, and they become self-centered, and they have their own myopic view of the world, and everything begins with and ends with them. And that is mostly in the realm of the mind. Most people are not crass enough to constantly tell other people how great they are. Some people do that. But most of the time, it's playing in their mind. And therefore, all the avarice that stem from that, that flow from that, come from the fact that they get angry at other people. How dare they? Don't they know who I am? The answer is they don't know who you are because you don't know who you are either. And all the other machshavas of all the tainas we have and all the makrav, all the sesuchim come from machshavas of gaiva. So... In terms of controlling your machshavas, changing midas means changing the mindset and trying to grab on to lechos ba'anova u'b'shiflus u'b'shar midas tevis. This one in particular, Peliyayitz recognizes it was a struggle for all of uh, history of humanity. In today's day and age, it's really out of control because the whole society, the Shifa society, is to build yourself up. And, and we're constantly doing that from the Bar Mitzvah when they say a bunch of Hespedim about the Bar Mitzvah Bocher. And then he thinks he's uh, Hashem's gift to the world, which he is. 
Every Bamitzabacha is Hashem's gift to the world. The question is, uh, how much should we be pumping in? So we do give a little, as we mentioned yesterday, for today's day and age, you've got to build people up more. People have issues of self-esteem. We've got to give a little more for that. The question is, how far do we go? And are we creating Balei Gaiva a little bit too much as we go along, not just picking on Bar Mitzvah Bacham, but just in general, the way people portray themselves. And then you say, well, you've got to apply for a job, and therefore you've got to build yourself up, and you've got to make yourself look. So we're constantly, society is constantly pushing us to talk about ourselves and think about ourselves in a very, very grand way, which, again, if it's a little more than usual due to the generation, okay. The question is, is there any room left for Machshavas, Avanova, and Shiflus, and is Gaiva taking over with all the collateral damage that entails? That has to be processed and thought about. Okay, Mitzvah Shem will continue next week.